everyone. Welcome to High Frequency Talks with Jenna and Lily. I'm Jenna. And I'm Lily. How are you doing today, Jenna? I'm good. Just had a nice shower, had a pretty productive day, and got a little bit sunburned, though. I laid in the sun for a little too long, but it's all good. Yeah, I just had some bomb-ass dinner. I had some pasta with homemade tomato sauce, or tomato, what is it, marinara sauce? And um, some bread with some garlic butter on it, vegan, of course, and some Brussels sprouts. They were so good. Yum, that sounds super good. Did you use the tomatoes from your garden? Yes, we did. What's up? Gardening 101, you guys. If you are trying to do something, just stick with it because my plants, half my plants are dead, half of them are thriving. So it just takes time to practice. Definitely. Well, I'm super excited for our episode today, Jenna. Who do we have on today? I'm so excited. So two of my friends that Lily just met today, um, Nicole and Rafa, and I met them through actually doing Kong and Water through this really cool movement that, um, yeah, promotes alkalized water and no like getting rid of plastic waste and that's how we met and now I just thought it would be cool to interview them and learn more about their lifestyle. They kind of travel quite a bit and live on the road and they live a super minimalist lifestyle with zero waste as much as possible and we just wanted to chat with them today and learn some more about their lifestyle. I know, I'm so stoked. We had such a good conversation beforehand so I'm excited to pick their brains, like ask them all these questions. Uh, but without further ado, welcome Kong and Mommy and Kong and Poppy. What's up, guys? Hey. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> we, we, we just ate some peaches, so we're feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> Nectarines or peaches? Both. both. Ooh, I love yeah. both. They had, they had them both on special for yeah. 88 cents a pound. So. Oh, shoot. Goop. <laughs> yeah, we bought like more than thirty of them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Make some like peach juice or something. Mm, I've never tried that. Try that. Yeah, you just gotta blend it, add some water. I don't even think you'll even have have to add like agave or anything. The peaches should sweeten mm-hmm. it up. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. they're really sweet, and we got some mangoes too. Ooh, mm-hmm. mangoes are so good right now. I love mangoes. Yeah, this oh, is so good. good. Uh, so where are you guys calling us from? Where are you at right now? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the listeners like who you are. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Rafael Barba, and we're actually out in Reno, Nevada right now, staying with my uncle and my aunt. Uh, my uncle was having some health issues, so we decided to, you know, share a little Kangen water with them, and it's been what about three months now and now he's actually doing a lot better he having like pre-diabetic issues and fatty liver and he's not pre-diabetic anymore and his uh fatty liver has gotten smaller so it's definitely improving his energy levels are have gone through the roof too and our aunt she didn't really have any health problems but she would get acid reflux um, not really healthy food. Yeah. She doesn't get that anymore. And she actually went to the eye doctor recently and he had to change her prescription because her eyes 
her eyesight had has improved. Wow, that's wild. That's crazy. Another thing that they have been changing too is their diet a little bit. We've been kind of cooking for them mm-hmm. and kind of showing them different recipes that are pretty easy to make at home, different plant-based recipes. So they've shifted more towards like a plant-based diet rather than like heavy meat food, but they do eat like fish almost every day still. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that um, just even switching over that lifestyle of eating like less like salty food or acidic food, like that is so helpful in itself. Yeah, definitely. Acidity is not, it's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's not our friend. No. That's amazing that you guys have had such a powerful influence on them just like in a short time and just switching over. I think people just think it's going to be really hard. And then once you show them, they realize how simple it can be to switch to, you know, just a few things like you can still eat your, your meat and some dairy and all of that. And, but once you, like when you switch over, you just feel so much better just adding more plants into your diet and water, like it's flushing everything out. And I'm sure that's super helpful. Just more energy. One thing that they said that has really helped is the water really helped them with cravings they don't really crave that much stuff anymore like they used to eat chips all the time but they don't really crave them anymore they don't crave any soda any alcohol or anything so that has definitely made the shift a lot easier but my name is nicole i was born (laughs) in columbia i moved here to the united states when i was two years old and i grew up in dallas texas and now here we are we're both 21 years old and we got married when we were we got married last year. Wow. Um, 22nd, 2017. And here we are. We decided to drop out of high school. Um, out of high school. We, uh. we decided to drop out of college together. <laughs> and we kind of just, we also uh, quit our jobs at the same time because we had gone through the stage where we kind of just burnt out. Mm-hmm. I grew up just always busting, busting. I, I, I grew up just working really hard all the time and like stressing myself out when it came to school and just kind of trying to trying to really cross the bar and like Mm. outdo myself all the time and I don't know it just came a time where I just kind of I was just done with it and we we decided to we started watching a lot of van life videos when we moved in together so we got really inspired to just do the whole van life but instead of starting uh, with a van we decided to just start with a truck oh okay so we just got a roof tent and now we are traveling with a roof tent but we're currently in nevada we we first went to colorado and we traveled around colorado mm-hmm. and utah for like a, for like a month and now here we are yeah. colorado was a little hyped up honestly i thought it was gonna be <laughs> But when we went to Utah, that place was beautiful. Oh my gosh, Utah is so gorgeous. What time of year did you guys go in? We went in March. Yeah. It was so March. cold, but it was worth it. Even though some roads up in the mountains were closed off that we weren't able to access, mm-hmm. it was definitely worth it. We ended up going to some hot springs where we hiked like 10 miles. And wow. it was amazing. It was, we went it was, from hiking, hiking nothing to hiking 10 miles in one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
we're like, no. Lotus was with us with no leash, and she actually did amazing. That was like the first time we ever had her out in the wilderness without a leash. Wow. So we got a little worried, and she she got out of our sight one time for like five minutes, and we were like, no, where is she? Oh, my gosh. She like comes strolling along, like, hey, guys. (laughs) The hot springs we were at, we went to the Fifth Water Hot Springs in Utah. It's like like 30 outside the city of Bravo and uh there was a waterfall there and she kept climbing up the rocks to go past the waterfall and like going back and forth so we were kind of worried that she was gonna fall but she did really well dang those five minutes where you lost her or you thought you lost her would probably like the worst five minutes of your life I can only imagine oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh that sounds wild yeah. They're like children. They're so important. I would freak out too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what is it that led you guys to, like, I know you said you were reading some, like the van life books and like the um, stuff like that, but what is it that really pushed you to kind of go against the grain and go against the expectation that like the expectation and I guess this timeline, right. That society puts on us. Like you have to do this a certain way you have to, like go to high school and then right after high school you have to go to college and get married and have kids like what is it that pushed you like against that well we we saw so many other people were doing it so we figured if they can do it so can we so we wanted to really challenge ourselves a lot of people still go to college because they want to have a plan b but we just learned more and more about that and we figured we learned that when people have a plan B, it kind of shifts you from the main goal. So it kind of keeps you not really focused 100%. So it kind of like limits your progress to, to an extent. So we kind of just figured either way, if we wanted to finish college, we didn't have the means to do it. Like we didn't have the money for it. I couldn't get a scholarship. Raphael couldn't get a scholarship. My grades were horrible. So I, <laughs> I, just, I always hated school. So it was... It wasn't my friend. (laughs) (laughs) School isn't for everyone. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And like, not only that, but like going to college, uh, growing up in high school, middle school, I always wanted to be a doctor. But then I I shifted away from that after I saw kind of how corrupt the medical industry is nowadays. Mm -hmm. And also all the schooling that you have to go through Uh. to be a doctor in itself and so then I switched I switched over to like accounting but I took an accounting class and I just didn't really like it I just didn't really see myself doing that forever I knew I wasn't going to be happy yeah. so I figured I'd rather we'd rather take this chance and like be happy than just not be happy yeah for sure and I think also when you said like the plan b you know a lot of people they plan these things and they plan it to the T and then they have a plan B. And I think that safety net almost keeps you, like you said, keeps you from actually going and striving for your goal because you know that there's that net, like there's no fear. Cause you're like, Oh, well, if it doesn't work out, I have this and this, but sometimes you just got to freaking do it and just be fearful, but just go like, just go for it. Let the fear drive you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, like for me, I I wanted to be an educator. I always wanted to be like some sort of uh, mentor or a teacher. And that's what I was going to school for. But uh, after I did a little more research on like what my job would be like, 
I realized like, eh, like growing up, I didn't like the education system. And it's honestly also as corrupt as like, you know, the medical field because. Oh, for sure. It's like the teachers that get paid more are usually in the nicer neighborhoods. So, you know, when you go to like a a place where it's like, I want to say like the ghetto, teachers don't really care. I mean, yeah, there are some good souls out there, but the majority of teachers are not going to educate kids like in the, in the nicer neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. That was something that I looked down upon. And because I personally experienced that, you know, I've been in nice neighborhoods and I've been in bad neighborhoods. Mm. So I just wanted to, if I was going to teach people something, I was going to teach them something that you wanted. So yeah, something that I was actually passionate about and the mm-hmm. way that I wanted to teach it. Yeah. And I think some of those teachers, they, lack the passion because a lot of people work to work but not a lot of people work to share their passion so i've you know i've ran into teachers where you can just tell they love what they're doing they're really caring and they make that time and they go the extra mile for each student no matter what level grade you're at you know whether it be college or high school but you see those other teachers where you can tell they just don't care as much so that's like that perspective right there is just wild to me like it's so true because we're just like, I feel like we're just stuck in a system, like everything's a system. So breaking free from that just takes so much courage and just facing your fears is so important in it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I figured we're really young that like we have, we're able to make mistakes and learn from them and like still mm-hmm. be safe because we have so many years ahead of us. A lot of people don't decide to make these life changes until they're in their 40s sometimes even 50s and even then like they still make it and they still achieve what they want to do so we think either way we're gonna be good (laughs) we bought our conga machine and we started drinking the water and we experienced benefits from that i started giving it to my dad and his digestive problems went away he's he he's already in his 50s so around that age people start getting more and more health problems Mm because he had high cholesterol high blood pressure um just a bunch of different things. And after he started drinking the water, he said like, it was like immediate, like everything just changed for him. He was able to, um, his bowel movements were more regular. They were mm-hmm. more normal. And uh, not, so from the, after, after like I saw him himself feel that transformation, we were like, wow, we can really make something out of this. So mm-hmm. let's go all in and like, we have something we wanted to still create like our own brand mm-hmm. we've been like have our own little store because in the future we plan on having like our own kind of like an rei okay a climb life one and then have like sell like sporting stuff when when it comes to like yoga rock climbing just different things like that mm-hmm. so we we're like we want to do that but we also have our Kongan business that we can thrive off of if anything happens so, yeah. so we were like, yeah, let's just do it. And we did it. Dang. The thing that we do regret doing is that we, since we both quit our jobs, um, we, we could have saved more money than we did. Mm-hmm. And so that's like one thing that looking back at it, we would have done differently. But that's, that's pretty much it. Yes. I, I, I think what we failed to do back then is, kind of like realize our blessings back then mm-hmm. you know we weren't we grew as people as of today but back then we weren't as grateful 
for the things that we had at the moment. Yeah. It was like the fact that we had a, a job that was paying us, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Nice. We literally could have carried that over until we left the town. And that would have helped us so, so much. You know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have had to have a job today if we would have kept that job back then. So we would have, oh, okay. we would have been able to just to do plan things more. out better. Like when we were in Utah, we wanted to go to, what is that? It's like a, a cave, but there's like a lake in it. Specific. In Utah? Um, is it, no, not Horseshoe Bend, right? Like is crater, it? I think. I think that's what it's called. But we wanted to go to Crater, but we didn't because it was a little pricey. But looking back, like if we had actually worked and saved up a lot more money, we could have had the freedom to do a lot more things when it came to like being on the road. Right. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And I thank you for sharing that too, because I think a lot of the times when people are on social media or they're sharing their journey, their story, people on the outside perspective kind of just assume, oh, well, they have it easy. Like they're, they're there and they did it, you know, instead of like actually learning about like their hardships and the actual journey. So I think it's good that you always reflect back, okay, what's something that I could have done differently, but let's learn from that for the future instead of like staying in the past about it. And I think that is definitely probably one of your guys' goals, I'm sure, right? To go back and like experience that. Well, not, not exactly just that, but like just anything that's, you know, in our path, you know, that yeah. we see and we could take advantage of. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. That sounds so awesome. You have the opportunity to do it. Like if you plan stuff out better, like planning is so hard for me and I only recently started planning and budgeting things, but I feel like it helps a lot. Like I think I was really scared of it before to start budgeting, but ever since I started doing it and planning out my days hour by hour, I realized how much time I actually have in a day and how budgeting helps you get more clear on a number. And then I feel like that helps you manifest more. Right. Easily. And I, I think I really, I really relate, relate with you, Jenna, because, uh, before I got with Nicole, I was exactly the same way. You know, I was always the guy that went with the flow and was like, okay, like, whatever challenge comes in my way, I'm just going to take it head on without, <laughs> without budgeting or anything, you know. But Nicole really shifted my mindset into a more prepared mindset. So I'm yeah. really grateful for that, too. Yeah. Budgeting is one thing that my dad really instilled in me growing up. So that's how I was able to move out and get my own apartment when I was only 19 years old. Dang. Yeah. One, I had a pretty good job because I was a a beverage cart girl. So I drove around a golf course selling like alcohol to golfers. What? That sounds dope. So I'm sure you made money in tips, right? Yeah. I I, I got paid $10 an hour, but then I would also make tip money. Some days I'd come home with like 200 some days I come home with 20 so it just really depended but during the summer I really made it's crazy because I quit my I quit my job right before summer knowing last year like summer season was like the best season but thankfully because of that we were also able to get a lot a lot of things done we were able to come up with a brand Mm -hmm. and create our logos and uh, make a different t-shirt design so we have that and uh, kind of just 
uh, work on our videos and on our website and things like that. So, yeah. but even looking back, like that's something we could have done even with our jobs because there's yeah. so many hours in a day. And as long as you plan them out correctly, like you can still get everything you want to get done. Done. Yeah, I feel like people have this misconception of like, oh, if I work a normal job, then how am I going to have time to build a business on the side? But there, I think if you plan right, then there's definitely enough time. But I think that's a really common excuse. You feel like you hear that a lot. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm basically doing that right now where I'm working the job and, you know, we're doing the YouTube, we're doing the Kongin. You know, we're just doing a lot of little things and it makes you, it makes you realize like, wow, everybody has 24 hours and you can take advantage of it, you know? Yeah. That's how you're getting to choose your, to spend, how to choose, sorry, you're choosing to spend your time in that way, which is great. Right. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is whenever you're working a job, but you're also working on your side hustle, you have something to look forward to mm -hmm. rather than just looking forward to your job the next day and then coming home and like watching netflix or something yeah yeah for sure i'm curious what did your guys's family think like when you guys were doing all of this was it like hey mom and dad and family or whoever right like was it i'm planning on doing this or did you just do it and let them know right after like oh by the way like we quit our jobs <laughs> Yeah, we kind of just did that. I didn't want to tell my dad because my dad has always been like, you need to go to college. You need to go to college. I moved here to the United States and brought you and your mom because I wanted y'all to have a better life and go to college and get a career. Mm -hmm. so, I knew that. <laughs> so I knew living with him, I wasn't going to be able to quit college. So that's one reason why I did move out. Not only that, but just to have more freedom because he was always really strict on me. I could never really go out and stuff. I'm kind of thankful for that, but um, once I did move out, like, I didn't even go out or anything, <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up dropping out of college, but I didn't tell him anything until he asked me. He was like, hey, are you still going to college? <laughs> like, nah, not anymore. <laughs> oh my God, how long did it take him from him to ask you that? I think, like, four months. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> It took him, and then after that, like, he couldn't really say anything at that point, because I wasn't living under his roof or anything, and he wasn't paying for anything, and never asked him for money or anything, mm. and so he never really said anything, he was just like, okay, like, as long as you do what you gotta do, and, like, he still trusted me, which is good, um, but I know a lot of people would have, like, problems with that, with, like, their parents not really trusting that they can like drop out and still achieve what they want to do um, yeah for yeah. sure and I think like the culture of it too is uh, like a big part that plays in it because I think any parent right like any parent doesn't want their kid to fail at all regardless of what culture you are but I think with like at least for me like with my dad like the Latino culture like I like would not see the next day <laughs> that had happened, you know, like, or at least that's what I assume. Like you, you never know until you actually do it. But um, yeah, it's definitely, I'm sure it was probably scary to be like, well, no, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> Four months <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> it, it was a little scary. And like, even for a few months after that, both him and my mom uh, would try to talk me back into like, going back into college and like at least getting my degree and stuff but um 
I didn't, I just like kind of told them like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like I'm going to do what I want to do. Same idea of like not having a plan B, you know? Yeah. yeah. So at the, it's come to the point where like, they don't even talk about it anymore because they see how far we've come and like, they really like watching our videos too. And they see how much, um, how, how better we are and like how, how much different we think. Mm-hmm. So they just really like that, and they're just happy that we're happy at this point. Yeah, for my parents, uh, actually, like, after the first year of going to college, I ended up getting kicked out because of my grades. And I went back, and then I was like, nope, nope, like, I can't, I just can't do this. And I I ended up telling my parents straight up, like, one day I, I walked in the room, and I was like, like, I'm not going back to college. I, I just... I'm just going to work and, uh, you know, get money and try to figure out what I actually want to do with my life, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being caught up in the, in the sauce, you know, like <laughs> work, school, work. And then like, you know, you kind of get caught in a cycle. I like to call it hypnotic rhythm. Yeah. That you, you don't really have time for yourself to where like you can reflect on, on who you are and what you want to do. Mm. You know? So I, I guess I really had to go through that process. And when I ended up uh, getting with Nicole and like starting the whole Kangen thing, like I realized like, wow, this is what I want to educate people on. You know, like I want to educate people on how to actually live a healthy lifestyle rather than like the stereotypical, like, oh, like worry about school and college and everything today and then worry about your health later. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that everybody throws to like, their mid thirties or even like their mid forties because they realize like, Oh, like I'll live until like I'm 80 or like a hundred at least I can worry about it then. Mm-hmm. But obviously like, you know, you don't want to worry about it then. <laughs> That's a whole different subject, but you, you know what I'm trying to get at. And another thing with college is, uh, even well, even in high school, I never really had a good grades links back to the fact that I didn't like the way that they did things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always testing you, they're always quizzing you, and they're never really actually lecturing you and like putting you in the experience of what you what you're supposed to learn. And mm-hmm. so they like they give you textbooks or they give you things to read or they stand up in front of the classroom and hope that you're listening. It's all standardized. Exactly. It's, it's all like one education system for a bunch of different brains that learn. Yeah. I definitely feel how you guys do. I mean, I tried to drop out of college multiple times, but I think I just really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I stayed and my parents like were paying for it. So I just felt bad, I guess. Like I, I, I needed to stay. Mm-hmm in college and um there was like it took me like a little longer to finish than some people though because I I was a part-time student for part of the time because I wanted to see if I actually wanted to continue but I just I wasn't interested in it at all it wasn't until I did study abroad trips like that's where I met Lily and Jessica (laughs) two of my good friends that I still stay in touch with um was from traveling and that's what really opened my mind to everything so like I feel like that part of college was really important to me but I mean I know you can do that no matter what but I think I just had no direction in my life so it was like somewhat good that I went but I definitely feel like 
it shouldn't be like you have to go or you're going to be a failure in life you know like it's it's just it's such a conditioning and and they just put it on us like we have to do it to get this job and it's like a system after system like you go to college so that you can be conditioned to go into get a job and work like for your whole life and then retire like when you're 65 or whatever I I just it doesn't make sense to me I, I think like college isn't for everyone and yeah I mean I don't regret going but I definitely don't feel like I really learned that much in college I feel like I didn't start actually thinking about what I wanted to do with my life until I finished you know it's like a scary feeling you get out of college and you're like, okay, well, now I really need to figure out what I want to do. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. L- luckily, I was funding all everything for my co- college, so I didn't feel That's any good. guilt, you know, other than, like, the fact that I could sense that my parents were bothered by the fact that I wasn't going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, my, both, both of my parents still try to convince me to get back into college. Really? But, like, when we were trading Forex, uh, you know, I, I told my dad, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I'm just going to trade Forex to try to get money for now, you know, like try to build more capital. And he was like, Oh, so you can just go to college and try to learn this and this and this. And I was like, like, no, like you don't, get it. you know, I'm not going back to college. This is literally the, the, the door out of this rat race that I'm. <laughs> and that was before we found Kong him though. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, it was, it was a struggle at first, you know, to try to get that point across. Uh, even though I was very clear with it and yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad we're here today. And like, like you said, uh, you know, everything is not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Like going to college is worth it. If you have to, if you're truly passionate about like a job that needs a certificate, like I think like being like a lawyer, you need to have some sort of certificate or like, like a teacher. Yeah. Like a, like a teacher, if you want to do that. You know, if you want to do certain things that you have to be qualified for, mm-hmm. yeah, go to college. But if, you, if you're going to college to major in, like, like business or psychology or philosophy or whatever you, you think you want to do, like, you're wasting your time, you know? Just read some books, hop on YouTube, yeah. meet some people, you know? It's, it's a lot easier that way and a lot more convenient and cheaper. <laughs> you don't have to work that for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, even just like doing your own research, like that brings so much knowledge. And like you said, hop on the internet, hop on like those books, like, and you don't necessarily have to buy books if you're not trying to spend any money. Like I have a library card and I've gotten books that I'm like skeptical about buying because I don't know if I'm actually going to like them. So what I've been doing is just renting them. And I kind of overdid it and got like a few books, so I need to actually get started, but I just got excited, you know, so just finding that knowledge in like other places is so important, I think. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, um, but even then, like I never thought about dropping out of college. Uh-huh. Even when we started trading Forex, like I was still set on, even though I knew what I could achieve by trading Forex, I, I was just never really passionate about it. Like, I still felt like I was more passionate about going to college than trading Forex. But it wasn't until we actually, like, found Kongen and we started drinking the water and we started experiencing everything and just hearing about different testimonies that we were like, wow, like, we can really make something out of this. And this is something that we actually really love doing. And we started diving deep into the world of health 
we started learning more about eating plant-based and uh, just different things. We started diving into letting go of different single-use plastics mm-hmm. and different products that are full of chemicals. And it's just something that we became so passionate about that now we just want to educate people on it, on everything that we learn. Yeah, that's so important. I think that's, I've, I definitely found such a big passion, like when I found Kong and Water. I was already plant-based, but I think it just, the Kong and Water just takes it to like a whole nother level. And then the single-use plastic, it was like something that I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like people need to know about this because mm-hmm. everyone's using these water bottles every day and I don't think I realized until you know a few years ago when I got my Kongen machine how bad the plastic problem is and just like that everyone's constantly their whole family is drinking this plastic bottled water and mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> it's something a lot of people overlook yeah and it isn't until you're put in a position where like you look into it yourself more that you truly like learn like wow like there's a lot of things going on around here that need to (laughs) yeah and I mean it's not even like that's such a major problem but it's not even just the water bottles like it's everything like forks and straws and like I didn't realize like how much plastic one uses when even when you go and get food for takeout like I wish there was a system that was like okay, we are going to let you bring like your own glass Tupperware or like glass containers, whatever it may be. And they serve you your food and then you can go like, like that needs to be more of a popular thing because when you order takeout and just things like that, like there's plastic in everything. You can right. And, and that, that falls into the thing of like, where are you putting your money? You know, like, where are you, what companies are you funding? Yeah, are you still shopping at that at that restaurant that's giving you plastic uh, plastic wear every single time you uh, buy something, or are you going to eat at home? You know, like (laughs) it's it's just decisions that people have to make on on where they put their pocket. And not only that, like after we got our conga machine, we started washing all of our produce and all of our food with uh, eleven point five to remove all the pesticides, and we realized like even when we eat out, like, this is all the stuff that we're still eating because restaurants, most restaurants nowadays, they still don't have Kangen machines, so they're not washing everything thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we don't really do anymore. If we go out to eat, it's very rare, and it's because we really wanted to try something new. Well, we, won't, we don't go back to get, like, something that we've already had. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely. I actually got food poisoning a couple weeks ago, and I, I – never really eat out like it's pretty rare now um but every so often I I'll eat out like if I'm super busy and there's this sushi place that I really like um in San Diego and I got a new roll that I normally don't get like usually I get rolls with like avocado and stuff that has a peel on it and I wanted to try something new and I got this roll and it had bell pepper in it which is I'm pretty sure that's on like the dirty dozen of like most heavily sprayed um, vegetables. And the next day I woke up and I had body aches everywhere. I had a high fever. Um, I was just like exhausted. And thankfully I wasn't throwing up or anything, but it lasted for like two days and I didn't have an appetite for like three days. And 
just kind of a reminder to me of how heavily sprayed fruits and vegetables are and you just have to be careful like when you go out to eat you are taking that risk if you're sensitive to um, pesticides which I think everyone is but you might just not notice if you're not used to washing your fruits and veggies in kangen water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have noticed a lot of people have really good genes so they don't really feel anything until like they're already like deep in the rabbit hole. Okay. Um, for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm like you, Jenna. Like if I eat something bad, like I feel it. Yeah, <laughs> I notice like, like that's not good for you, for me. I probably shouldn't eat that again. But, yeah. You know, we're human. Some we make we we'll eat it again. But then I feel like <laughs> as long as you realize every single time that you're making that mistake and you're making the conscious effort to like fix it, then I think that's all that matters. Because a lot of people they just really don't they just don't care. Yeah. It's crazy though. Like uh, how, like, how do you not care when you're feeling like shit, you know, like, is it really that worth it? But I mean, I guess I used to be on that train too, because I used to eat hot Cheetos. And then like, I knew like that the next day my stomach would hurt in the morning, but I'd be like, ah, F it. Like I'm going to do it anyway. And then the next Uh, day, okay, never mind. Let's not do this anymore. Yeah. That's what I did with gluten for a while. I was like, no, like, I'm not allergic to gluten. Every time I would get, like, three days worth of brain fog, stomach ache, bloating, just, like, my mood. Everything was horrible. And then finally I was like, okay, I got a food sensitivity test. And I was like, okay, I have to stop eating this because it's just making me feel horrible. Yeah, but it's just that, like, hard though. It like multiple times to remind you. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it sucks because we get like we want that like gratification from like our food, but once you go, once you come to the light side, you guys, of plant based lifestyle, like things are crazy over here. Like, I made a (laughs) serious, like in a good way. Like, I made a cinnamon roll bread. Just as a side note, you guys. A cinnamon roll bread last night made it all from scratch with like vegan icing and everything, and it was so good. Like you don't even know. Oh yeah. We used to go to this one place called Cineholic in Dallas. Yeah. They have the best cinnamon rolls, and they're vegan, and they top them off like a bunch of different things and icing. They were the best. Oh, that's the best! Oh my gosh. In San Diego, I used to go, but they would make me feel a little sick though. I can't. It's probably because you're not used to like all the sugar, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I saw that you were on like a watermelon fast recently. Are you still on that? Not anymore. No? Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm intrigued. <laughs> I really liked it. I actually feel like it healed my gut because um, I came to the point where like for me, I gain weight really easily if I'm not eating the right foods. Mm-hmm. And uh I've noticed that the other uh, the other day we made some vegan burgers. Mm-hmm. We weren't supposed to because we're technically on like a, we're doing we challenged ourselves to do like thirty days of raw vegan diet, mm-hmm. and we made it to day like twenty four, and but like on day twenty five we decided to make some vegan burgers. <laughs> I've noticed that like it didn't affect me at all, and. Uh, Usually, like, I'll get bloated and, like, I didn't get anything. Wow. So, it, like, helped from not getting, I guess. I real I realized that, like, it, as soon as I ate it, I immediately had to go to the restroom. 
And I think my body affected it to the point where, like, it didn't even, like, look at it as food. It just went straight through my body, so it didn't affect me. Wow. So I like that. <laughs> I recommend that watermelon cleanse. <laughs> so did, were you eating watermelon just every day? We were eating mm-hmm. watermelon every day, and then um, I think it was day five, we had peaches. Uh-huh. And then we had, like, cantaloupe peaches, like, the rest of the week with watermelon. Oh, okay. So was that just the first week or was it just going like the whole time? It was seven days that we did. Oh, okay. Four or five days we did all watermelon. But by like the fourth, fifth day, we were kind of tired of watermelon. So we wanted to switch it up. It was like a, it's technically a melon cleanse. Oh, okay. Melons. So peaches and cantaloupes fall into that. So we just got those two since I don't really like honeydews. I haven't really had one in a while, but I always preferred cantaloupes over honeydews, so. Yeah, yeah, same here. I think the honeydew has to actually be sweet, and um, I went to the store actually, like, I think it was like a month or two ago. I don't know. We we always go to the store when Jen and I are together, but we went to uh, the store, the local store here, and we got, like, melons for sale, and I got a Santa Claus melon. I don't remember if you remember what yours was called, Jenna. I can't remember, but it was, I want to say gala melon, but I don't know if that's actually a thing. <laughs> I don't know, but they were both really good. They they were like kind of exotic looking. I don't see them super often. Yeah, they were really good, but I'm interested. I might take you up on your, on your idea there and maybe do it one day because yeah. I'm interested to see what happens. One thing I noticed is like, uh, you don't really get satiated. I mean, yeah, you're going to get full of water because uh-huh. it's watermelon. Like, you're going to feel that. But, like, after after you go to the bathroom, like, all of that's going to, you know, you're going to you pee it all out. Everything. You flush it all out and you're kind of hungry again. But, I mean, you still, you, you still, you're still getting your nutrients and you actually still feel energized. Like, that's something I realized, like, I could still work out and do everything. And I would get like slightly dizzy because, you know, you're still going through a cleanse, a mm-hmm. detox process. But it, I mean, you'll, you'll definitely feel energized and everything. You will just feel, you, you'll still feel hungry. I think it really depends on the person though, because we're all different and we all go yeah. through different detoxes. So like Rafa, he, he, he would always eat like a ton of watermelon, but he would still feel hungry. Mm-hmm. But like me on the other hand, like it came to, I think it was day four. I didn't eat anything at all because I just wasn't hungry at all. So it just really depends. And I know some people might have like an energy spike, but some people might have the opposite. Yeah. It just really depends. Mm-hmm. On the- it depends on like your body and your lifestyle and everything. I think I would, I, I don't know. I think I would probably get tired, but I think it would definitely be cool to try it out just because I don't usually eat an, my first meal of the day until at least 1 p.m. So I would be interested to see like, okay, is this going to be energizing or will it be like depleting, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like really exhausting for me. I didn't do, I did do a fruit cleanse, but it wasn't like all melon. I, I ate a lot of melon, but I also ate um, mangoes and cherries and I was really, really tired. But I like Unicole, like I, I was surprisingly not that hungry. It was so weird because normally I feel like I get hungry. <laughs> We're always hungry. <laughs> so, so 
since I did it, I don't get as hungry. And I don't know if it, that's what it's from, but I feel like it took away a lot of my cravings. And I mean, I haven't been eating a whole lot of cooked food unless it's like for dinner. Sometimes I'll have rice with veggies, but I've been doing mostly raw and fruit up until like 2, two to 4 p.m. And yeah, I, I just have noticed like a huge difference, but I did it for like five days and it was hard, but um, I, I feel like it really did reset my digestion. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to try like an all melon cleanse at some point too, because <laughs> we maybe we can do it together, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, just like I know, like when you mono meal though, like which maybe you guys can explain what mono mealing is. Um, it it seems like it's just better, easier on your digestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because whenever you eat, your stomach prepares to digest the food that you're eating. So whenever you're combining a bunch of different foods, your stomach gets confused and like your stomach needs a specific acid, like pH for to digest certain foods. So whenever you're eating like meat, for example, your stomach produces like really strong acids to be able to digest it. But while you're eating like, let's say melons, it doesn't. So if you're combining different things, your stomach, it just affects digestion and you don't really have that optimal digestion that you could have yeah you have to your body has to create different kinds of enzymes so it's like it's like wasting all those and it's like it's a lot of energy for your body enzymes they start from as soon as you put your food in your mouth your your digestive enzymes start uh, in your saliva what that's why it's good to like chew thoroughly completely so we, you're able to really digest those foods. that's a problem that like I had <laughs> because my dad eats super fast and I always admired that I don't know why like I always admired that he could just sit down and like be done with his food in like two minutes so <gasps> I always I would always like try to race him and like and like try to like finish as fast as him <laughs> oh my god I'm like the complete opposite I'm always the last person to finish eating me too. <laughs> well, I eat a lot though, but I remember. It takes his time. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was working with her dad, like, because we were doing like handyman work. Uh-huh. Uh We would go out to eat, and like, this man would be done with his food before I was like halfway. And like, he was like, uh, he'd be like, you almost ready? Like, that's a listo? And I'd be like, <laughs> Almost like just give me a second and I just be like chowing it down. <laughs> oh my god. I get on to him about that now and like I know he likes to eat bread a lot. Like he'll snack on it whenever he has the munchies and like that's super bad. And like even just eating fruit after your meals is not good because your food is backed up because cooked food takes a while to digest. So mm-hmm. if you're eating fruit after that, the food is supposed to digest really quickly so it gets backed up and it ends up fermenting and becoming acidic so like you're not really doing anything beneficial oh my gosh that's wild mm-hmm. and it just help it that's why people get gassy and bloaty yeah and that's why some people are like oh like fruit kind of lands bad on my stomach i don't want to eat it anymore uh. they, don't, they don't know how to chew you know <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why it's good to have like fruit only, like especially mono mealing a fruit in the mornings mm-hmm. as your first meal. 
Um, Cause we do intermittent fasting too. So like around 2 PM we'll have a bunch of watermelon or a bunch of cantaloupe or a bunch of mangoes or peaches. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. And, uh, the thing we try to leave the mangoes more towards like the, we try to leave, <laughs> we, we try to leave the mangoes more towards like dinner since they are sweeter as well as like avocados. And, uh, yeah, we try to have, like, the lighter fruits in the mornings, like watermelons, melons, since those digest, those digest faster than mangoes and bananas. So we try to kind of do that. And that has really help, helped us a lot because I went vegan two years ago. Mm-hmm. And after I went vegan, I dropped a ton of weight. But, like, I still had a lot of stubborn fat that, like, wasn't leaving. And you could see it in my face. You could see it just all around, mostly in my stomach because that's where I get most of my most of my fat like that's like the last place where I lose fat yeah (laughs) and like I finally noticed after we started mono mealing and like switching more towards like a raw diet and like just fruits in general my belly fat is like finally like that stubborn belly fat is finally going away and like even after eating that vegan burger like I didn't gain anything and I think it's because it's because the watermelon really like healed my gut and my body is more like it'll it'll absorb the foods that it needs, but the foods that it knows that it like doesn't really need, it'll just throw them out. Wow. That's so cool. Do you feel love- like eating melon in the morning is like the best first fruit to eat? Because I now that you say this, I feel like I do feel heavier if I eat a mango first thing versus a melon. Melons for sure melon so any like peaches make uh not peaches peaches cantaloupes watermelons those are like our first meals always i'm gonna have to pack some watermelon for tomorrow because <laughs> right now it's summer and right now the, those fruits are in season so um, we're still like trying to figure out what are we what we're gonna do later down the road like during fall and winter when those fruits aren't in season like we're gonna have to figure out what fruits are in season and then just try to see which ones are lighter from that, from that, from those fruits. Right. What do you guys think about berries? Um, well, I was reading a book and in the book, it's like a, the book is called Alkalize or Die and it's written by a doctor. In that book, um, he mentions that berries are alkaline except for blueberries. (gasps) <gasps> blueberries are acid for me and that really made me question a lot of things because we grew up thinking that blueberries are like the healthiest fruits that we can yeah. or an well, antioxidant yeah because they're rich in antioxidants but if they're acid forming i feel like i'd rather have other fruits that are also have antioxidants but are alkalizing mm. towards the body so we don't buy blueberries anymore we'll get like raspberries and stuff but we haven't even eaten that i don't know if they're in season right now i think they are probably yeah, but um in season during summer i just got some raspberries the other day mm-hmm. yeah we kind of have just done watermelon and like cantaloupe and and peaches because those are like the most affordable right now mm-hmm. so we try to stick to like a pretty tight budget yeah once we do hit the road we're gonna be living off of savings and like future sales so we really try to keep it on like the safe side. Right. And that's another thing. Like if people were to just buy things that are in season, they would save a lot of money. 
Um, I know people are like, oh, going vegan is so expensive. Like I can't buy fresh produce. I have to buy it frozen or blah, blah, blah. Like if you just buy things that are in season, you'll be good. Yeah. Because they're trying to get rid of it before it goes bad. Right. It's, yeah. it's like overproduction. So they're like, okay, like push it out. And they're the healthiest when they're in season because they're just better for you. Because it's like, it's like eating bananas. and I think bananas are actually all year-round. Yeah. So that's one thing that we're pretty happy about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because did you know bananas are berries? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, they're technically berries. And we also recently learned that bananas have B12 which is really cool because that's one thing that we were like pretty worried about. Like I never took a B12 supplement Mm -hmm. just because I just felt like, I just felt like I didn't need it because I look back and I'm like back in the day, like there was no supplements. So I'm sure people still followed like a fruit based diet and they still got everything they needed. Yeah. Or like a vegan diet. So Recently, after reading oh, Dr. Robert Morris's book, he mentions that like bananas have B12. So this whole time, I just I feel I feel better now because we've been getting B12 this entire time from yeah. just your fruit, from just fruit, and oh, like love even it. just by eating a variety of melons, bananas, and avocados on a daily basis, you ba- you literally get all the vitamins that you need. Wow, that's mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah, so. We've been doing that. We've been feeling good. So we're, we're going to stick to it. We really like it. I'm so excited for you. You need to keep posting on your Instagrams and your YouTube videos on like how you're doing. Cause I definitely saw it as an inspiration when I first ran into it. So I'm excited to try it out with you, Jenna. I'm holding us accountable. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do another cleanse. Well, for me, another cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys said that when you guys are going to hit the road again, you're going to do a little bit of um, taking your money from like your savings. How do you guys budget when you're on the road? Like, do you guys have a plan or can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so we have all of our expenses written down and uh, we don't really have any money left over. Like we don't really plan out any money for miscellaneous things. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to groceries right now, we're still trying to, since we've adjust, we're adjusting to like a new diet, we're still trying to figure out, I think our max, um, for every single month is going to be $200 Mm -hmm. and that's to feed us three. We have, a me, Raphael, and then we have our, a boxer dog. Um, so yeah, $200 goes to food. Then we have a phone bills, we have car insurance. And we have to pay for our Shopify store to keep that running. So every single month we're spending about no more than $500. So we're leaving here with about $3,000 in savings. So that is going to last us. Oh, and then gas, of course. That's including gas, how much we spend. I think in gas, we can't spend more than $120 a month, which is it's going to be difficult, especially going into Cali, because I've seen gas prices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In Dallas, gas prices were never more than, like, 250 So Wow. So that's going to be a huge difference. But that's why we decided to just make everything better and not just to save money. Um, we're going to start doing work exchange. So we're going to be living on farms, and that's going to be covering room and board. 
So as long as we work like 25 hours every week on the farm, we're going to be learning about how to farm and things like that. But at the same time, in exchange, we're going to be getting food. So mm-hmm. we're going to be able to eat off the farm. Organic. Organic fruit, fruits, vegetables off the farm. And at the same time, we're going to be able to stay there. So we're not going to be driving all the time trying to figure out where's our new camping spot for the night. So we're not really going to be spending any money on food or gas. So that's really going to bring out down our spendings every month to like $300. And with two $300 every month, we can really make those $3,000 last like half a year. And from there, we just going really, we're just really going with the flow. And if we need to get jobs again, we will do it and just save again. It didn't really take us that long to save $3,000. And that's including like the fact that we paid off our Kangen machine and we like, um, we bought some things that we had been wanting to buy for a while, but we never did because we didn't have the money for it. So, so I don't know, at this point, like we kind of feel pretty invincible because even though he, he, he's the only one working right now since I can't get a job, but like in the future, if when we can both get one, we, we, we can literally just work for like a month and get enough money to live off for a whole year the way that we want to. Right. And we, we kind of, we kind of like, you know, balance it out. Like we're like, okay, what do we really need? And what don't we don't need, you know, like need versus want. Exactly. It's like, there there are luxuries out there that a lot of people think they need, mm-hmm. but they really don't, you know, they can easily eliminate. I mean, not easily, you know, but it can be done if you're committed enough to your goal. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure like with all of your budgets, it's led to kind of a minimalist life. Do you guys like just throw, like, <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, we're talking about single use plastic and everything. I'm sure you guys have reusables, but like, what is it that really makes your guys' lifestyle a minimalist lifestyle? Honestly, our Kangen machine, because thanks to our Kangen machine, we haven't had to buy laundry detergent. We haven't to buy any household cleaning supplies, any skincare products. We don't even buy shampoo or conditioner anymore because of our Kangen machine. So it has really allowed us to not have to buy anything, honestly, other yeah. than food. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love it. And the Kangen water. And also another thing that makes this pretty minimal is that we literally live in our truck, so we don't have furniture. We don't have to spend money on like the electric bill or like mm-hmm. you know all these extra little things that that people usually spend money on like we don't you know we just don't need it yeah we yeah. power our conga machine with solar panels so we don't have to pay for electricity or anything and like same with our our phones we 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 have our solar panels that we can use to charge our computers our cameras our drone our phones ipad we're able to pretty much live for free like we could go out in the middle of nowhere which we we have done and we stayed there for like four days Mm -hmm. no signal nothing we had like no worries at all because we had like a trunk full of food (laughs) we had at that point we were eating a lot of uh dried food so we were we had a lot of bulk foods like chickpeas lentils beans rice and that really made made everything really easy but Mm -hmm. now now we're trying to take on like a different challenge and that's that's like living off of just fruits and vegetables and like our space is pretty limited and they take up a lot of space 
Yeah. So we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do that. But where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Find that balance, girl. I'm yeah. so like, oh, just so inspired by you guys. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> You guys inspire me every day. Like, I feel like I'm always messaging you guys, finding new, having new ideas, like, and just, you always give me the best advice. And I've changed even a lot of stuff in my life just because of your guys' videos. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. That's, that's our, our main goal right now is just not, not just learning on our own, but just teaching others as we know, as we learn. And I know, like, sometimes we'll learn something that may not be right. And we may be like passing on wrong information, but I mean, life is a journey. And at the end of the day, like we're going to end up figuring out what is the way and we'll just continue passing down everything that we, that we learn. Right. And it actually makes me like, it makes me so happy inside that there are people out there actually like practicing the things that we're preaching because not only do we put so much effort, but we like truly believe that everybody in the world needs to know this knowledge because one, it will help the earth. It will help those people. And just in general, it, it'll, it, it creates more integrity within like communities. You know, now that we have the internet, we can actually create these communities, even if we don't live near each other, mm-hmm. you, you can still, you know, connect with people like we're doing right now. Yeah, and we get to learn from each other. So, like, we're learning. We're, like, teaching you guys things. But at the same time, like, we're learning from you guys as exactly. well. Wow. These are, like, the best friendships that people can have where we, you truly, like, benefit each other in a way. And it's not just, like, oh, give, give, give. But, like, yeah, receive as, as well. And it's, I, I really like that. Those are, like, the best friendships. Oh, I love that. I love that you put it in that way, too, because I think it's important like you said, giving, but also receiving and having like that value that you're giving to your friends and having them return it and just having valuable conversations even. Yeah. Energy is so important. And that's one thing that like we've learned that we, we've kind of gotten a bit more strict on like our relationships. And if we see that like someone isn't really benefiting us at all then like we just we don't really like talk to them anymore and because of that a lot of people have left our life but mm-hmm. thanks to that a lot of people have came in mm-hmm. and we love that when yeah, i think like when you when you make that rule for yourself then you're literally allowing space for new people to come in when you let people leave that are not necessarily benefiting you in your life mm-hmm. anymore yeah, and I think a lot of people have a misconception that that's like a, like a selfish act. Mm-hmm. But I think self-love is not selfish. It's really just more of a conscious decision to realize that like, yeah. uh, you know, certain people are toxic, whether they know it or not, or whether they don't want to be or whatever. Like, they still have to make these changes in their life to where they need to better themselves. You know, they, they need to elevate themselves in, in a way that like, they can bring value to the table. And I also do think it's important that if you do realize someone is toxic, um, to not just cut them off without letting them know anything. I think mm-hmm. it's important to make your voice clear to them because I think it's I think it's selfish to like cut someone off and like not tell them anything or like why you cut them off and like things like that. Rather, whenever you 
tell them why then you give them that option to like be open to to change and to really know that if they want you to stay if they want to have you in their life then like they need to do their part and like not be so toxic I guess yeah no it's true because you have to you have to be okay with making it uncomfortable right like especially with people who are in your supposed to be in your circle and if they're gonna get upset or react a certain way then maybe they weren't meant to be in your circle and they weren't meant to be that person in your life because I know I've had both I've had friends where I've come out straight up and was like hey like I don't like that every time we hang out it's all about you like you never ask how I'm doing and they sincerely apologized but then things didn't change so I had to step away you know it was okay I'm recognizing that I can express myself in a safe place but you're not really changing and I'm not going to put in that effort to change you for my benefit. That's just who you are. And I respect that from a distance. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes hand in hand as well. Like not just with friendships, but like even with like uh, more intimate relationships, I think people should be open to like talking about what they don't agree with each other. And like, Mm. they should be open to like fixing what they're not, they're not, the best with, I guess. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that that keeps Nicole and I's relationship really strong is we express ourselves towards each other, you know, continuously. Uh, you know, like if we see something that we don't agree with, then like we just straight up say it, you know. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to family, because they know that it's like a it's family is like a forever relationship you know it's like a it's like a bond but uh if if you can't express yourself with them then it's going to continuously just get more toxic and more toxic because all those things are going to build up to at some point where you're going to be like okay like i'm i just i don't want to talk to them anymore or like it's like the same idea like you use like in a way you cut them off without making them realize like oh that's what they were doing wrong sometimes that's like the only thing you can do for people to like realize things and like eventually if they're really meant to be and stay in your life they will come back around again mm-hmm. like uh, we've like i had friendship especially last year that i just had to cut off and like now we're friends again because we both came and we like apologize for like anything that may have hurt each other and we were willing to just be more open-minded about each other's lifestyles and things like that but yeah wow I love that and I think also reminders to be forgiving like you said you had to take that break and now that you're back in it you're more refreshed and you're you know just you kind of show humility like you're both showing the humility from both sides saying hey let's just clear the air. Let's have open minds about what we're doing and the life that we're living, living, even though it might not be the same. Yes. 100%. (laughs) Uh, Well, with that said, Jenna, do you want to ask a very important question that we ask everyone? Because I just feel like (laughs) we're going to get a good answer. (laughs) No pressure, you guys. So we asked this question to all of our guests that we have on our podcast. And the question is, if you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? You want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like for me, I would 
I would just, I would have told myself to just really be myself and not really care what anybody thinks. I grew up being super self-conscious. I grew up in middle school, especially. Um, I remember walking into school every day and just breaking into tears because I was so nervous about just everyone. I, my communication with people was not the best. I was super shy and super self-conscious. I started wearing makeup in middle school. and now looking back like that's something that I would have never done because I would have just learned to really appreciate myself for who I was and not really worry what other people thought about me or if whether they were going to like me or not and if if they didn't then like sucks for them but I mean (laughs) I would have that's definitely like one thing that I would have told my younger self I think for myself is I would have just to myself like just stop trying to please people you know like stop trying to be stop trying to put on this mask so that you don't make people mad or you don't get people to not like you like just listen to like what you have in here and in here and be yourself you know don't try to don't try to be a front so that people uh so that you don't push people away Essentially, like, I was, I, you know, I, I admit it, I, at some point in my life, like, I was fake in high school, you know, like, I was a fake yeah. dude because I didn't want to be disliked. I wanted to have friends, you know, I wanted to know yeah. a lot of people and I wanted to have those connections with people because I've always liked talking with people, relating with people, like, people connections has always been my thing. But yeah. I always realized that, or I recently realized that I had those the wrong connections, the toxic connections. Mm-hmm. I was, it wasn't genuine connections. I was putting on a front. And so, so that, were they. Exactly. And so were they yeah. to an extent. So in, in a sense, like it wasn't leading anywhere, you know, and that's something that I would have told myself, like, stop being fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's super relatable because especially in high school, you're just trying to figure out who you are. You're just trying to fit in. You don't want to be the person that everyone's going to be picking on. Like, even within your friend group, there's always that person that people like shit on. They're like, yeah, let's make fun of this dude. And everyone just joins in. So kind of just trying to hide behind the scenes and be like, yeah, I'm cool too. Just to like, not go through that like humiliation at such a young age when we care so much about what we think, or like what other people think about us. It's so important. So yeah, I can definitely relate to both of those things for sure. Me too, for sure. I think that's like a common thing that we realize when we start to get older, like once you get out of school, it's like, oh, this doesn't even really matter. You know, we're in the real world now. That's how we felt. Yeah, definitely. Well, with all of that said, I just want to say thank you guys for being on here and letting us interview you. I honestly think that we could go on and on (laughs) forever and ever. Um, We'll definitely add all of your information to our show notes and, um, once we like post the podcast, but where can we, where can people find you? I know you guys have kind of multiple places where they can find you. We usually just uh, stick to Instagram. So you can find me as Kong and mommy. Yep. You can find me as Kong and poppy. <laughs> and we have a YouTube channel and you can find us there as climb life. We post a lot of health, travel and sustainability videos. So you'll learn something new every, every time we post something. Love it. And it's, I know it's not climb like 
C-L-I-M-B, right? It's something different. It's climb like climate. So C-L-I-M-E. Okay. Awesome. We'll definitely add all of your guys' info. Well, thank you so much for being here, you guys. I really appreciate it, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. I love this conversation and I'm sure there's more to come. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I'm really happy to be on this podcast with you guys. (laughs) We loved interviewing you. This has been so amazing. We really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward for part two. (laughs) (laughs) We'll definitely have a part two with you guys for sure. An update on all of your travels down the line. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for everyone out there listening. You guys can hit us up on Instagram. We'll put all of our information, all of their information as well, like always. And if you guys ever have any ideas or anything that you want to hear on the podcast, feel free to reach out. Um, And I hope you guys have a beautiful day or night, wherever you're listening, whatever time of day it is, just stay in the moment and just love and light to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Hello everyone, Lily here. I hope you guys all enjoyed that episode. I just wanted to come on here and wish you all a beautiful day and also just wanted to um, give you guys a reminder that we don't edit any of our episodes and the only editing that takes place is just adding the intro and outro. Um, We record episodes over a zoom call so in this last episode that you just listened to jenna and i weren't in the same room and neither was rafa and nicole rafa and nicole were uh, i believe in arizona and both myself and jenna were in uh, san diego in different parts of san diego so um just wanted to keep it real and not edit any episodes and then also i think and at some point, Nicole starts laughing in the interview. That's because I was sitting pretty much in the dark. Um, you could barely see my face. And so my fiance walked in the background and scared the shit out of her. So that's why we both started laughing. Uh, please excuse our laughter. But at the same time, we didn't want to edit it out. So just that you guys would enjoy a little bit of some more background detail and um some stuff that goes on behind the scenes. All right, well, I hope you guys have a beautiful day and wish you the very best. Love and light.